Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I talk to so many mothers and fathers, but mostly mothers who are always talking about kind of this parental guilt about not being present with their kids right? Or the distraction of technology or TVs or screens or the plethora of youth sports. And and sometimes it's just nice to get back to the basics and let your kids be kids. And I have two amazing women who have made a business out of that. And they run in this moment box because we're supposed to live in the moment, especially with our kids' childhood. And they create crafts for families to do together to teach mindfulness and be present with your kids. Hello, Brooke and Rebecca. How are you guys? Hey, Good. how are you, Good. Sarah? How are you? Oh, excited. You can see they're dressed warm and I'm dressed in my workout clothes because I'm going to work out after this. But but we're all hanging in this like mom thing together and trying to fit it all in. So right. tell us a bit about the In This Moment box. Yeah, so basically what it is is exactly what you said, Sarah, is um, mindfulness continues to show up in the research as um, something that if, if you practice mindfulness, if you develop a practice, you're going to be less anxious, um, less stressed, just more healthy, just healthier all around. Um, and so Becca and I learned about mindfulness and started um, a practice in our 30s and saw benefits from that. And the business was really about getting this information, teaching introducing mindfulness because a, a, a piece of that is there's a lot of misconception around what mindfulness is. And so kind of breaking it down um, in a digestible way for families to easily understand. So we develop crafts and um, there's a message with every craft um, and just kind of a way for families to craft together, spend time together. Um, and, and it teaches in, in, the, in the process. So we include prompts and um, journal suggestions for the parents and the kids to do um, to just kind of learn about being present in, in one's life. So we were talking about the different definitions of mindfulness. So what does mindfulness mean to you guys? That's a really good. So I agree with Brooke, like a lot of times that when people think of mindfulness, they go to like that meditation piece. And for me, really, like I will meditate, but that's not how it's the most helpful for me. So like for me, mindfulness is really keeping myself in the present moment. I really struggle with, you know, anxiety, thoughts, worry, thinking about what happened in the past, what I'm going to do in the future. And so mindfulness has really helped me become aware of those thoughts and notice when I'm going down those rabbit holes and bring me back to the present um, and focus on, okay, this is what I'm feeling in the present moment. This is where I'm at and like recentering myself to the present. Um, And so that for me has been the most uh, beneficial part of mindfulness, 100%. Well, and another conversation with moms is always about like, I wish I'd started some of this earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it's like two things. Yeah, I'm never present with my kids. And yeah. I wish I started this earlier. Um, and 
yeah. So is that kind of part of the purpose behind this is to be able to start it earlier? Definitely. 100%. That was one thing that Brooke and I kind of bonded over when we first met and started learning about all of this is we both played uh, sports growing up, specifically basketball. And we talked about like how we were always in our head when we were playing sports as kids, like we were always worrying about what people in the stands were thinking or this dad that was yelling at us from the stands and how we wish we could have just really been more in tune with our bodies and focused on what we were doing and how more enjoyable it would have been. And so that is a huge part of our purpose is we want kids to be able to learn this stuff earlier in life. So then they do have that reduced anxiety, that reduced depression um, that we experienced. Well, that's really interesting because the most mindful place in my life are these conversations, right? And uh, well, a lot of times when I do other people's podcasts, they'll kind of ask me for like preset questions or like, oh, you know, what do you want me to ask you? And as you guys were talking, I thought, oh, this is like my most mindful place. There's no yeah. preset questions. Mm-hmm. I have to pay attention. I want to pay attention. I find it interesting. You know, I, I, I'm responsible to you guys. And it's like, oh, if I'm thinking about something else, I'm not in the zone. I'm going to miss something. I'm going to nuance. So that's to say mindfulness can come in lots of different ways. Um, it that's doesn't, right. I do meditate, but it can be just really like, what are they saying? Like, what are they really saying? Like, I really want to be a good listener in this process rather than zoning out. Like, when do I insert my next question? Which is kind of what I see in Mm -hmm. in some other other spaces. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of build off what Becca said about the mindfulness and just being more help, being more aware of her, of her thoughts. Um, In addition to that, there's also a piece about you get kind of mindfulness for me has helped me to get really curious about my own behavior. And so it's, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I've just been doing it for 20 years and I think that's what I need to be doing? Or am I doing it because I like it? Or for so long, we've just been programmed and conditioned. And so mindfulness for me has really allowed me to kind of step out. My entire life has changed my job, my relationships. And, and it's not good or bad, but it's just, um, I, I got really curious about why I was doing the things I was doing. Um, and it just kind of woke me up of, like, yeah, I, out of the matrix, I guess. <laughs> well, and as I think about kids aging and then having to make decisions about college or make decisions That's about right. career, like knowing why they are doing what they are doing with the statement you just said about your own piece of mindfulness as that translates into to those major decisions. Um, 100% Sarah. And like what Becca was talking about in high school, I, you know, in high school, I played sports and it was always my parents and my coaches. And I learned how to like, the world was loud, but as long, you know, I listened to my parents and my coaches and then, and then basketball is not conducive to like living after high school because it's like you don't have these coaches you don't have these parents and 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 you don't have anything to like channel that so the world is just loud and it's like who do I go to for all this information and really the truth is and what everyone it's like you don't need to look outside of yourself you need to learn how to get really quiet to figure out those big decisions Um, you can look for guidance and help and you know resources but only you are going to know what's right for you Um, and that and you have to be able to get quiet to figure that out 
and kids don't know how to get quiet. Yeah, it's no. so true. When I look back, I can see how I I was just really going on autopilot. I was doing what was expected of me, what I knew, what was the path, right? Quote unquote. Um, and I would like have this voice telling me like, this isn't what I want. And I would ignore it because it wasn't what I was expected or what I thought was expected of me to do. Um, and so it is so true. Like Brooke is saying, mindfulness has helped me like start listening to that voice and hearing it and taking the time to say like, okay, am I doing what I want to do? Or am I doing something that's expected of me? And sometimes what Mm -hmm. I want to do is maybe what's expected of me, right? Like, but being able to differentiate that and really take the time to, to notice it and, um, follow my own path. Yeah. Yeah, girls are really good at following the rules sometimes. That's why girls are typically more successful in school than boys. Uh, like, and now we're seeing colleges shift and all this kind of stuff. And there's way more females enrolled and that type of thing than, than guys uh, because we know how to follow the rules, <laughs> you know, and the school structure is based in rules. That's but, right. Uh, yeah. I loved what you said about, you know, after who, if you're not listening to your parents and your coaches, you know, the world is loud. I I thought that was a great statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Also, I mean, talking about girls, recognizing um, mindfulness has also helped me recognize like how not only the programming and conditioning, but mm, how hard we are on ourselves as women and on other women. And this kind of competitive mindset that I've lived my life in. And I don't want that for my three daughters. I I don't. Um, And so it's just kind of allowed me to be compassionate with myself because that's, I'm unlearning a lot. And so it just, I've learned to just be more patient and loving with myself. And if I wasn't, I mean, I'm my own worst critic and my voice is loud and harsh sometimes. And so really getting to a place where you can shut that out and again, be quiet and replace that with some kind of like kindness that has also been, because we're going to need that. I mean, it's programmed again, this, we're talking about women here, but a lot of people, especially for women, but we, we are hard on ourselves and each other. And um, and we don't have to be. And so this is going to, I mean, the compassion piece, that's been the most challenging for me. Um, and it, cause it is like a practice. Um, and we, in our boxes, we kind of talk about compassion and, and with oneself, our last month's box was compassion. And so it kind of talked about, um, tips for kids and, and for parents, because that's going to be a big deal as you're unlearning all of this and screwing up and learning, you know, and, that was a big, big eye opener for me is recognizing my thoughts and wow, like how nasty I was with myself. Mm-hmm. One of the really fun things about this podcast and these conversations is I get to talk to such interesting people and there's just so many things. I just, it's like its own, um, like PhD, right? It's like, Oh, what subject am I interested in right now? Like, let's see about this, you know? And then it's just like the universe brings like, just like what you need to hear at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my son and I are learners. Like we just, they're so curious. We just love learning. And I found, I'll show it to you guys. I found on my phone today, a little screenshot 
he had taken for himself. He was doing a training on my phone. Can you guys see that at all? It's like dopamine and you can't see it. Okay. Dopamine and mood. Okay, because my son is 11 and I'm like, hey, I saw you up for this class. I'm like brain hacks for success. And so, you know, tomorrow you got this class on brain hacks and success and dopamine and serotonin and how all this stuff. And he's like, cool. Okay, sounds good. I mean, he'll just do it. And it was just like, okay, we'll just do it. My daughter would literally look at me like I was crazy, you know, and (laughs) So I love this idea of this different, you know, you're really addressing a different learning style. My son, he's, I don't want to say he's not normal because that's not the right word, but but I understand like main thing that he like just loves knowledge. So it's very easy. And I'm like that. So it's very easy to know what to do and feed him on that. And he would hate crafts. He would hate crafts, right? Yeah. But my daughter, super competitive, hard on herself. Oh yeah. So crafty. So like such a perfectionist, like all these things you guys are talking about. And it just really swings to a different, um, to, to that type of child and, and the, in that audience of helping them learn something without <laughs> being a forced online yeah. class on dopamine. Right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a more like fun and engaging way. And they don't even really have to know that they're learning, right? Like the the parents get the prompts and learn the concepts as well. And so they can continue to integrate it. And I do think what you're saying about learning styles is so important because I think it is easy to think one kid is going to learn the same way as another kid. And Mm -hmm. so I think mindfulness too, for the parents can help kind of take a step back and say like, okay, is what I'm doing with one kid also effective with my other kid? Um, growing up, I look back and like, I have three older brothers and we were very different. Like all of, all four of us were different and the same in our own ways. But I don't think my, my parents were always great at seeing like, okay, this strategy is really effective with this kid, but not so much with this kid. Um, and so I think it can be really helpful for the parents too, to develop that more awareness themselves and also be help, really helpful for the kids in a fun and engaging way. Yeah. Well, we're talking about parents here, but I know there's many grandparents who say, oh, I wish I had done this for, for my own kids. And then maybe that that's a really easy way to connect. Okay. The grandkids are coming over, you know, we can do this little craft or that type of thing and introduce these conversations in a way that's probably also not threatening to the the parents who are the, that's right. You know, if my mom's doing a craft with my kids, I'm not, you know, it's not a boundary break, but cause I I do, there's a lot of people with regrets and they think, Oh, I just wish I could teach my grandkids this, but then there's some type of barrier and boundary with the parents. grandparents Sarah we I mean with with the holidays coming up like another I do believe this makes an amazing gift um as a mom of three girls the last thing I want is just more plastic crap that I have to like my kids don't play with it it is ridiculous I throw it away it's and it's just like oh my gosh what do you get your kids and just I, this does make a really good gift because it is like, you know, kind of cliche to say it's the gift that keeps on giving. But ultimately, that was kind of like the mission that we had behind it was right. um, it's going to be fun and they're going to learn something and they're going to learn something that 
research has shown will help them. Yep. I mean, that's, that's it, you know? Yeah. Well, tell people again where they can find this information and more information about you guys. Um, so they can go to our website. Our website is in this moment We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, and our handle is in this moment box. So check us out. Um, we are new to TikTok, so you can see us try all the new embarrassing challenges. I haven't gotten on TikTok yet. <laughs> I started it right at the beginning. Gary V was like, you need to get on TikTok. I just couldn't. Myself. I was looking in horror at all the videos at that yes. time that were on there. Too. And I was like, this is terrible. This is yes. mind numbing. It's a new thank- world for us, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, thank God I did not have this in high school. I would have been like the girl <laughs> on here doing all the dances. Like I never would have done anything else other than all the dances. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. So yeah, check us out in this moment box.com. Awesome. Brooke and Rebecca, thank you for sharing with us Thanks all your information about in this yeah. moment and mindfulness and helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Thank you. Are you curious to see if the Wondrous Woman program will work for you? If you've checked out the coaching series and heard Sarah work with amazing women, or if you've heard reviews and heard Wondrous Women on the program talking about their successes, then you're probably wondering if the Wondrous Woman program will work for you. Check out sarahkramsey.com to find out more info. There's a tab on programs and you can see some information about how to connect with what's right with you, become toxic person proof, and design a life you're excited about living. When you are ready to talk to Sarah personally and see if the Wondrous Woman program will work for you, just go to sarahkramsey.com slash contact and find a time to talk to Sarah personally and see if the wondrous woman is going to be the answer you have been looking for. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.